This is a message for Nomer Vernal, from Augustine Raked Out the Ashes. You don't know me, but it's my job to know you. The word is that you've been flashing a badge with very little weight behind it to try and dig up some information. Well, I have that information, and considering where this mech data comes from, I can understand your interest in it. But I hope that maybe I can sweeten the deal for you as well. Not only can I give you Priscilla Day's drive data, but I can tell you where its body lies now. And thank you for tuning in to The Room Where It Happened, an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends. Uh, today, we are continuing our game of Scum and Villainy by Stras Asimovic and John LaBeouf Little with uh, elements of Beam Saber by uh, Riley. No. Austin nope. Ramsey. <laughs> Austin Ramsey. Why do I keep, I keep wanting, it's Riley, it's because it's, I, I'm not even trying to say Riley Hopper, I'm trying to say Riley Rethal, because I think <laughs> of Beam Saber, when I think of Beam Saber, I think of Table Friends, and when I think of Table Friends, I think of Jason Addicts and uh, Rethel Dawn. So the, <laughs> oh my uh, god, that's very complex. <laughs> we just got a very deep look into Brian's psyche, guys. But, uh, Beam Saber by Austin Ramsey, uh, with me today, as usual, <laughs> playing wine is Danielle. Hi, I'm Danielle. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at redtailtalk90. Playing Carrie is Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Corvus underscore Azure. Playing Winter is Anya. Hello, I'm Anya. I use they, them pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at aka Anya. And playing uh, Molly is Shannon. Hi, I'm Shannon. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on the Twitters at Big Mom Energy. And I'm Brian. I'm the GM. Uh, we, you can find me and the podcast on Twitter uh, at RoomwarePod. You can check out our cool Instagram. It's also at RoomwarePod. We've got a fun website. It's RoomwarePod.com. And if you like what we do and you want to throw us some money, Get some uh, look behind the GM curtains once a month or get access early to our other show, Dumb Kids Playing Hero. Uh, you can do that at our Patreon. It's roomwarepod.cash. 
Also join us on Discord. Uh, we've got a cool Discord. It's a really good community. Uh, the link for it is down in the description of this podcast. Come hang out and talk to us. So, last time, a bunch of fucking shit happened, right? Uh, <laughs> am I incorrect in mm-hmm. this? Some no, shit no. went down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, you all were threatened by uh, like a redneck para- or, uh, paramilitary company. Fuck those guys. A private guys. military company. Huh? I said fuck those guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were chased into space. Uh, you were chased through space. You got shot at a lot. Some dudes tried, th- th- those same dudes tried to board your ship. Um, it went poorly for them. Huh? It went poorly for them. It went very poorly for them. Um, I mean, also for us, but mostly for them. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, I would say it's half and half, because, like, those guys who boarded your ship, it went very poorly for, but for the whole, their group as a whole, I would probably say it's 50-50 who, and yeah. who it was worst for. Yeah. Um... Carrie and Molly uh, zipped around in their mechs. Winter beat some men uh, and then threw them into the vacuum of space. (laughs) Uh, Then also had a very robot moment. That was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Um, A wine got roid rage from the ship's roid rage system. Uh, and tried to fight everybody, and it didn't work out for them. Uh, I mean, it worked out in the end. That's fair. Uh, we found out Pound was a robot, which I thought I was being very sneaky hmm. about, and everybody apparently called it from the fucking jump, so fuck yep. it. <laughs> Why even have mysteries? The We're just that smart, Brian. Hmm. Look, the, maybe the listeners will be surprised. <laughs> the listeners will be surprised until uh, Danielle is like, oh, Pound's a robot. And then the listeners will be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least wait till I reveal the clock. <laughs> Make me feel good. Um, let's see. Uh, and then you guys did did keep Pound safe. You arrived on Tupelo Station where you met uh, Augustine Rake Out the Ashes, uh, the very cool broker who lives on Tupelo. If I remember correctly, a a dress like just the 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 poshest beach person ever. <laughs> uh, and they paid you. I remember paying you quite a bit of money. <laughs> yep. Um, a got the information from Pound. Uh, and that's where we're at. So let's go over... All right. Let's go through and tell me uh, what harm you have, where your stress level is, and if you have a vehicle, what harm level and what quirks were expended by that. Yeah. So, uh, a one. Uh, okay. So I have... Um, what is that? Three, six, seven stress. Why does okay. this thing have nine stress blocks? Because when you fill up the ninth one, it's done. Right. Yeah, that's fair. 
I always mm. think about it like once you hit eight, then you can't take any more. And if you do, you die. But well, right. anyway. You don't I die. Have... No, mm. you don't. Um, <laughs> You're dead. You just die immediately. You just die. I have seven stress. I have the level one harm uh, passed out. Um, although really I didn't pass out, but it, 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 it maybe I'll just rename it. Uh, like the shakes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the wyvern has expended two of its four quirks, um, but I don't think. Oh, and it took the level one damage perforated. Okay. Because uh, they cut a giant hole in it. Because they cut a giant hole in it. Yep. Um, Carrie, where are you at? Uh, I am at 8 stress. I have the level 1 harm passed out. Um, Caduceus has no damage, but has expended 2 quirks. Okay. Uh, Molly, where are you at? Molly has 8 stress, has the level 1 harm passed out, and Bandit has uh, level 1 harm, but I didn't write down what it was. Let's just say beat the fuck up. You got shot. Um, I actually just listened to that before we started recording. Okay, great. Um, and Winter, where are you at? Winter has seven stress, a level one harm grazed, and a level two harm disassociated. We're doing <laughs> okay. great, guys. Doing, <laughs> you're all doing great, sweeties. Um, so, uh, what I'm going to do before Did we get into carry? this. Hmm? Yes. Yeah, we do okay, care. Sorry. Yeah. yeah uh, before sorry. we get uh, deep into this thing, here's how we're going to handle downtime with vehicles. Because, like, it's not like a thing in a... Uh, in scum and villainy there's just regular upkeep on your ship so the regular upkeep sh- uh, on your ship cost is normal it's one one cred okay. because like you don't necessarily have to do that but you, you may want to do that mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say repairing damage is basically very similar to repairing damage on yourself so uh you need Either a mechanic, like you need to be a place where you can pay for a mechanic or have a mechanic. Obviously, you have winter, so you don't have to pay for a mechanic. Um, but it's basically you, you'll need to do upkeep on the ship or on your vehicles. So it will be one cred to repair them. Uh, and when you repair them, if level one harm just automatically clears, if it's a level two harm, it's a four step clock, like when you have level two harm on yourself. And then your your quirks uh, your quirks reset. And I think in Beam Saber, do your quirks reset at the end of the mission, or do you just have to repair your mech to do that? Uh, I just read something about that. Um, shit. Uh, oh, because it's upkeep is a separate uh, thing from. Um, fix in Beam mm-hmm. Saber. So upkeep says clear exhausted quirk boxes on vehicles. Um, spend at least one material, which I assume here we can use cred, and yeah. roll that many dice. Your vehicle refreshes a number of quirks equal to the highest result. Um, okay. If the result is higher, then a number of quirk boxes filled. The remainder is wasted. Okay. I'm going to roll that into doing damage repairs as well. Okay, yeah. So... Cool. Yeah, so upkeep and fix are separate in Beam Saber. I don't know if you want to say that paying for upkeep as we do in Scum and Villainy will automatically refresh our quirk boxes and then we have to 
spend a turn to fix things like you mentioned or what? I'm going to just mush the beam saber version of upkeep and fix into the same move. Okay. So if you need to if you need to fix your mech, like the one cred does the whole thing. You just mm-hmm. have to have a mechanic around obviously, you know, in level two harm, clock and all that jazz. So Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So it looks like cause all of, none of your vehicles took anything higher than a level one harm, right? Uh right. Why? Okay, so that would be basically like four cred total to get everything fixed and up to snuff. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea of Augustine, like, y- you guys, you're looking at your bank account, you get wired wired the sum of cash, you're like, yeah, and the camera pans out to, like, you're smoking ship and mechs. And <laughs> <laughs> Winter's sitting uh, in the, the mechanics bay just staring off into the distance. <laughs> uh, we do have the... Uh, ship attached to the roof of our ship. You do have a ship attached to the roof of your ship. I forgot about that until just now, even though we remembered it earlier. <laughs> I remember remembering it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so you guys also have an extra ship. It's basically like a... It's a small... kind of troop transport. It's meant for like... It's basically like a helicopter, like uh, the, a space helicopter. You know what I mean? Like it's meant mm-hmm. to carry people. It has some offensive capability, but it's not a fighter jet. So that is that is what that is. Um, let's uh, let's name it here real quick. It is the KRC6 Harvester Reconnaissance Vehicle. <laughs> KRC6 Harvester. So it's kind of a. Is it a. How many people does it seat? Um, probably like six total, like a pilot, co pilot, and then four in the back. Okay, I started a new vehicle sheet for it. Okay. Cool. cool. Assuming Does you guys it don't in sell our it. Cargo you can, bay? Um, I mean, I was just gonna sell it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like you guys unless, can, unless we think we should keep it, but um, it will probably. I would say it can fit in your cargo bay, but then that's your cargo bay because you already have two mechs and the forklift. Forklifts? Mm-hmm. Did you keep the other fork? No, you sold the other fork. We only, yeah, we sold the other one. You guys keep acquiring extra vehicles on every mission. <laughs> Good. It's only been two missions. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we're already setting this weird precedent. <laughs> Get to the end of the mission. We still haven't found one. Quick, somebody steal a car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We haven't met our usual quota. But yeah, like two mechs, uh, basically uh, an Apache style, or not an Apache, but like a uh, Vietnam era style, like helicopter size wise, and Huey. then uh, the forklift is gonna take up a significant amount of your cargo bay if you want to continue to be able to carry cargo. So yeah, it's up to you. It. I do uh, not. I don't mind one way or the other. Mm, sell it. We've got mechs. We've got. The, the little the little truck we've got the wyvern mm-hmm. so we'll sell it mm-hmm. okay Anya do you want to keep it for any reason no I just want to steal more 
<laughs> we become car thieves. It's great. Winter's, Winter's gotten a taste for petty larceny. <laughs> New Actually, vice pick Grand Theft Auto. Perfect. Uh, oh, someone buy uh, someone buy Winter those video games. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody, I love how everybody's Winter's dad, basically. <laughs> Winter just comes to you with a catalog like, I want GTA 5. Mm. Winter, let's look at the ratings. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, M, that's M for mature. It's not appropriate. I, I'm like over 20. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Uh, In my head, Winter's probably only like actually seven years old or something like that. Mature. (laughs) I had put them at 20 because they had to go through the war. Yeah, the war was what, seven years ago? It was 10 years ago, right? No, it was seven. Well, you said, he said seven in the. the, uh, Oh, the war was 10. It was 10 years long, right? Uh, the war yeah, so was like three years long, so it was like ten years from the beginning of the war. So yeah, that makes more sense. Oh, Actually, I have no idea how old Winter is. Molly would be like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> yeah, Shannon would be like, Shannon, "No, don't I give the child a thing." Con- stop confusing myself and Molly. Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? Shoot the, some motherfuckers. Like, but yeah, I can't imagine Winter was built terribly long before the war. I mean, what? They're a robot, so who gives a shit one way or the other, right? But so like, winter is like fifteen. It's true. That sounds about good. Can we make yeah. winter eighteen? Just so I, so I don't feel weird about that. I mean, fine. Yeah. You're a robot. You could be like one years old and still be whatever. <laughs> I um, mean, like, okay. So so let's break this down for a minute. Winter has access to the knowledge of. Of all of mankind, right? Yeah. So win- winter knows some shit. The I think that the the age question becomes emotional maturity, not necessarily intellectual maturity. Oh, so winter is not emotionally mature. Yeah. So like, imagine, imagine, a, I don't know, a fifteen year old that had access to all of the knowledge of of combined humanity and so you mean a 15 year old like right now (laughs) i do i do want to go on record Mm -hmm. as the person who is playing winter that i don't view them as under 18 no okay that's that's valid i had put them at 20 no that's fine no you're good yeah they're just naive that's just yeah 18 sounds good yeah i don't care i just like it doesn't matter like the yeah, the, the their physical age is different from like their intellectual. In, well, like, I really like the idea maturity. that uh, during the war, like the U- UPRC basically took these mechanic robots and were like <laughs> and basically conscripted them for the purpose of the war. Um, yeah, you're you're part. Of, you were part of the war effort. <laughs> you were yeah. you were co- like commandeered as part of the war effort. Yeah. So. Uh, so, so how yeah, much sell that. Do you get for that? Uh, it's like what three credit? It's like three or four credit somewhere in that. What, what's like a the low job? Uh, let me pull up my upkeep sheet here. Let me. I've been just willy nilly throwing out numbers and realized I gave you guys like way too much fucking experience uh, or before. So uh, for like your crew. So let me uh, not fuck this up too much. Op you guys. Oh yes, we're so overpowered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all strung out, freaking beat up. 
It's a forged in the dark game, Brian. <laughs> Sample job. Downtime. That's four cred. It's like a small job's worth of, of cred. Okay. So we have 16 cred and no harvester reconnaissance vehicle. Food lordy Christ in heaven, that's a lot of cred. Well, you gave us like 10 for the mission. Yeah, where'd that other six come from? I just gave you four. Did you have two left over from last time? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I guess take four of that off to repair all your shit. Okay, so, well, well let's, let's, it's mm -hmm. one for upkeep, period. Yes. As a crew. Yes. So, 15. And then, uh, in order for the three of us who have vehicles to repair those vehicles, we each need to spend one cred. Yes. Okay, so now we're down to 12, again. Right, um, and none of the vehicles had level two harm, right? None of the vehicles had level two harm. And the only so we're clearing all of our quirks and and our harm on the vehicles. Is yes. that so that, right? So that clears so, our quirks and our harm. Yeah. Are we able to do this as a part of like our team thing, or does it have to be during someone's downtime? No, no. I am giving like a vehicle repair. I am just building in as a free action because in Beam Saber you actually get three downtime actions in Beam Saber because they assume that you're going to need to repair your mech and also your human body. Um, okay, yeah, because the repair in Scum and Villainy is really only referring to the ship. Yes, yeah, yeah I, I'm having to kind of, like, splice on there. I don't want to give you guys, like, full-on three downtime actions, so basically what I'm making is repair actions to your vehicles don't count against the pool. Right. Um, um, and if for so whatever that, reason they didn't have you around or you were too badly injured or something like that, you can spend the one credit is just, like, the materials you need to be able to, like, fix and do the repairs. You can pay another like if they didn't have a mechanic you could pay for a mechanic to be able to fix things yeah right. winter's just disassociating it's fine <laughs> it's true luckily you don't have to roll any dice otherwise like if this if one of the vehicles had level two harm you would need to be able you would need at that point need to be able to mm. roll repair no i think it just looks like winter like resembling more of like what a what you see mechanic robots when they're repairing things look like right just winter mm -hmm. like no no emojis on the screen just doing doing their job yeah right oh man disassociating while doing your job it's so familiar it's true <laughs> escapism the uh okay so so yeah, so the, is that what that what the repair looks like? Basically, you guys are on this dock yeah. um, on Tupelo. I think I described before, like Tupelo is kind of a cloud city esque, like open floating uh, station. It's massive. Um, it's very. It's not as clean looking as Cloud City is. It's a little bit more hodgepodgey, um, though not not terribly because like it, it is built on top of something that can do this. You know, they've just added buildings and little shanty towns and so on um the dock that you're on is a night pretty decent dock it's one owned by the ghost of old dale uh the ghost of old dale like as part of the race for finishing the race uh you got nothing uh <laughs> as we stated before if you're not first you're last uh yeah. by the rules of <laughs> the ghost of old dale so uh you got nothing but they are gonna let you uh use this dock uh, for a few days before they ha they start charging you like dock fees, mm -hmm. um, 
so you've got enough time to like get your shit repaired and get get going. The the the, the folks who run the race, the associates of Old Dale, um, <laughs> feel a little sorry for you guys since you all got pretty fucked up in that race by outside we parties. We should have won. We was robbed. The, the associate of Old Dale will tell you there is no evidence that you would have won. We have no idea if that would have happened, but we're sorry that you got attacked by some, uh, some private <laughs> military guys. So you can use Which, the dock for as long as you need. <laughs> and by as long as you definitely need, definitely had like four no days. effect on us winning or not. We don't know. We have no idea. It immediate like you guys didn't actually even get started, so we have no idea what would have happened. Hmm. Fuck. But you can Thanks. use the dock for as long as you need, as long as as long as you need is less than four days. <laughs> <laughs> and then then they're like, uh, then they give you like a like a, a beer koozie that says the ghost of old day on it. <laughs> I'll arm wrestle somebody for that. They're you giving it to it. you. <laughs> The associate of Old Dale's like, it's yours. You don't have to fight anyone for this. No, I mean on the crew. We only got one. Yeah, you can have it. I don't want it. <laughs> Does anybody else want this beer koozie? It just says, in bold, it's black with bold white letters. It just says the ghost of Old Dale. <laughs> well, fuck, it's mine now, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> So Winter uh, disassociates through repairing the robots. Uh, what does so so in my head? I guess I know what that looks like. It's a robot working on a bigger robot, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ship and everything. But like, is there is there like any more? Like, I assume like River. Or, God damn it! Every fucking <laughs> <So> Winter <laughs> is. I think I got through the entire last session without doing it. No, I get one. Yeah. I get one every session, apparently. The, uh, so what does the, what does like the day to day while like winter is trying to process this, this look like? Um, so. Also, I don't know what Pound is doing. I don't know if Pound. Pound doesn't know what to do with uh, himself. Like, he's just like, he might be just hanging around with you guys until you kick him out. (laughs) Did Augustine not, like, take him and put him in witness protection or whatever? Yeah, I thought that he went with. Is he on our ship now? Uh, Augustine didn't put him in witness protection. He just got him to Tupelo, basically. Like, and got him off the map, essentially. Oh, Lord. Does Do we have a friend now? Hound wanna stay on the ship? I'll I'll make that a scene in a second. Yeah. We're, okay. We're gonna, we can talk. To, we can talk to Pound. Yeah. We can, we can talk to Pound about that. Uh. Yeah. So winter. Um. So. Um. As a person who has dissociated several times in the last year, um. Usually, you just sort of end up going on autopilot and like. So I think it's like that, but it's not things, it's things maybe your subconscious wants to do, but not things you pick to do. So like winter is still doing things, um, but like isn't engaged if you talk to them. um, They may not remember 
how they got there or why they wanted to be there. Um, they just kind of are following whatever their instincts say to do. Okay. So, and I imagine their instincts are, are we just assuming their instincts are base programming or is it something different from that? Um, I mean, I think there are things that winter likes. And so I think they're seeking those things out. Um, like I think they like being in bars and stuff like that, but, um, they also default back to like their mechanic job too. So they kind of alternate between like being on the clock, I guess, and like working on the mechs and just being like a mechanic robot um, that does not really engage. And then being off the clock, sitting at a bar, like um, just literally just sitting at a bar. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, it's really easy to fake being happy when all you have to do is project a smiley face on your TV um, I mean, so Winter I think, doesn't even technically have to do that. Like, no one's going to bug them for the most part. Yeah, so I think they spend some time at bars because they do, like, want to be friendly with people. Um, so that's just, like, where their instincts tell them to go. And, um, of course, taking Beagle on walks, doing, like, other things around, like, chores, work, fun, basically. It's more of a normal schedule. <laughs> okay. Cool. Alrighty, so all that's uh, taken care of, uh, so I guess we're going to get into, like, real actual actions. Um, so it seemed like Danielle had a plan for talking to Pound. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and get him <laughs> off your old ship, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, (laughs) where, where is Pound spending his time on the ship? I mean, I guess his room. You guys gave him a room. But is it, like, he was very bad at staying in his room. Um, (laughs) probably, okay, so what actually is happening is, he's air quotes, uh, staying in his room, basically at night when everyone else is asleep. Uh, he probably at some point is trying to like interact with Winter and being like, yo, we're both robots. And Winter is just like, beep boop, I'm more robot today than usual. <laughs> um, oh, wow. uh, Winter just hands him Beagle like, you liked this last time. <laughs> Here you go. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, and then he would default to the next nicest person to him, which was Carrie. Uh, <laughs> Molly was nice. He felt Molly propositioned. Him. He he's <laughs> <Not> scared. <laughs> he is equally scared of Molly in a wine, but for different reasons. Uh, Molly literally said, "We can take off whatever you want." I said, "I can take off whatever you want." <laughs> That's a proposition. That feels like a proposition. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a proposition. <laughs> just he just winter it. and pound being like, yes, that was a proposition. <laughs> no. Winter pulls up the definition of proposition on their screen as it Listen, scrolls slowly. Taking off clothes does not mean you're going to fuck. Yeah, but when you imply it, when you say it in a certain way, it does. The anyways, whatever. Carrie, 
he liked Carrie, so. Also, uh, Pound kind of feels like the only the only reason Molly was being nice to him is because she wanted him to do stuff. I so. mean, we were definitely all trying to get him to do stuff, and he was right. not good at it. It's true, but Carrie was just, like, straightforward. <laughs> Carrie's the most straightforward with him, so. I think Winter might honestly be a little bit cold Molly towards was him. very straightforward. <laughs> They yeah, but you're scary. When he when when he was having his existential crisis. Yeah, you were just I, a wine is just scary, so he's scared of a wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Winter is potentially a little more cold towards him. Like, like you didn't tell me why. Why would you hide that? Why? Why secrets? Why? That's fair. Uh, I mean, he did try to talk to you. But then also you're having, you know, you're having some, you're having some, a time. So, so that's what Pound would do. Pound would be bugging Carrie basically at this point. Just like hanging around. Okay. <laughs> I think in his dumb outfit too still. I don't know. Jesus Christ. He's just like in his clothes and he's still got the broken mannequin head, but he's just, he's put a scarf up over the broken mouth part. <sighs> uh, so I think Aline, um buzzes uh Carrie's office um like hey uh Carrie is is pound there with you yes yes they are <laughs> what is what is Carrie doing that stop. is being that's being interrupted here uh Carrie is just hanging out in the med bay Putterfutzing around, inventorying, waiting for people to show up to get fixed up. Okay, so like, and Pound's just like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Ooh, what's this? <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, Winter probably does the same thing. <laughs> but now Winter's so like, oh, God, he's so annoyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, maybe Winter's sitting in the corner just, like, answering because Carrie has answered to Winter before. <laughs> so, like, yeah. like Pound is like, what's this? Winter responds like scalpel. <laughs> what's it for? Cutting people open. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that didn't get creepy at all. Love it. I love Shit. that so much. Uh, and... And they're like, um, would you send him up to the cockpit, please? Sure. Pound, <laughs> would you step up to the cockpit, please? You're needed up there. Uh, yes. Am I, like, leans over conspiratorially with the broken mannequin head toward Gary. Um, am I in trouble? Are they no, mad at me? not at all. Are you sure? Yes. Positive. You yes. really need to escort him. He's not going to go there. <laughs> no, he'll go. Um, he has not done a single thing we have asked. He's just—he's just a nervous sort. Even when the request was put your spacesuit on so you don't die, well, he still he didn't, didn't. He do knew it. he didn't need to do that. <laughs> I mean, but he's playing a role. He should play the role. He's—he's he's playing a role. But he's a bad actor. The. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yes. I think Pound wanders into the into the cockpit, uh, and like stands awkwardly, kind of like half in the door, like uh, <laughs> you wanted to see me, Captain. Uh, yeah, Pound, you don't need to call me Captain, um, but come on in. <laughs> okay, Captain. 
Um, and, uh, uh, I think Alwine, um, kind of turns around away from the cockpit, um, or away from the, the console. Yeah. And to face, to face pound. Um, and they, uh, they kind of look at him and they're like, you know, you don't need to wear all that while you're on the ship, right? I mean, yeah, but like, what if somebody came on the ship? Then they would just think that you're a robot. And if he had a face that could stare, you would realize he's not actually contemplated that. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Like, that's that's how it works with winter. Usually people don't really look twice. Huh. Yeah. That's probably true. (laughs) Huh. Well, people like looking at the face, though. I've noticed this. People enjoy Uh, having a head to look at. Yeah, but once you know it's a mannequin head, it is a little unsettling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Muffin. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, buddy. <laughs> um, and uh, they... And so I guess in response to that, he'll take off the mannequin head and like put it under his arm. Oh. So he's just a headless man staring at you now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alwine uh, smiles and is like, thank you. I appreciate that. Um... And they, uh, their smile kind of fades a little bit and they're like, um, do you, I, I admit, I kind of thought that Augustine was gonna take care of you once we got you here. I mean, I mean, they might. Uh, I don't know. I haven't, the, the deal that I initially made with Augustine because I was trying to keep things fairly under wraps is like, this got me off planet. I don't have, I mean, A probably can find me someplace, but like, I'm just, I don't really have any like kind of like kind of like swivels in their seat or his seat like a little bit it's like so like if a put me up then i don't know what to do from there like like yeah 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 i could get like like an apartment or like being like a cool safe house uh or you know, something, something like that, right? But like, the, then, 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 what do I do? Because I can't. I mean, eventually, I assume Baron Carter will stop looking for me, right? But then, I don't have. 
most of my plan has been not get not getting shot for a bounty uh, up <laughs> until this point, and now that will probably no longer happen. Uh, so I don't know what. I don't have I have I'm out of plan, I guess is where we're at. Okay. Um and Awine uh like pulls their hair over their shoulder and starts to play with their braid. Um and they look they look pensive. Mm-hmm. Um and um and they say uh and Augustine doesn't know that you're and then they kind of gesture to Olive Pound. <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. I did not disclose um, that piece of information. I didn't think so, since you went out wearing all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Pound. Um, here's here's what what we can do to help. Uh, you have two options, and you can take either one of them, or you can take neither of them and make your own way. Whatever you want to do. Uh, option one is we we give you some cred and find someone who's willing to uh, uh, put you up and hire you, you know, get you a job, and then you can work here on Tupelo Station and find your way. Option two is stay on board the Wyvern. Uh, Now, (laughs) if your entire plan up to now was not getting shot for a bounty, I can't promise you (laughs) that staying on board the Wyvern uh, would, would result in that not happening anymore. Um, but you wouldn't have to hide who you were. Hmm. Uh. Is it funny? Is it funnier if he goes to stroke the chin that's not there? Or he just reaches under his arm where he's holding the mannequin head and strokes the chin. Oh my god! The head. <laughs> the, uh, I think to stroke the chin that's not there. Yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Uh. And he goes, uh, let me think on it. Cause like with one option, I'm going to need to go get a new head. Uh, I mean, we can, we can get you a new head. That's fair. <laughs> and they kind of wince at saying that. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> we can figure out a disguise for you. Um, but yeah, let him contemplate that. Uh, he may poke at some of the other crew. How's the rest mm-hmm. of the crew feeling about this? That's fine. Okay. I don't know that Alwine really discussed it with the rest of the crew. That's fair. <laughs> so clueless. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I think I think after they have this talk with Pound, they'll like pull the others aside and be like, look, this is what I laid out. Per pound, um, like these are the options I gave him. I don't know which one he'll take, or if he'll take either. That's fair. 
let's uh, let's let it ruminate in the background for a little bit, and then yeah. we'll come back to it. Yeah. Okay. So, who wants to do what here? Who's got some other stuff they need to get done? Molly definitely needs to burn stress. I think everybody needs to burn stress. I think everybody needs to burn stress. It's true. Yeah, my two turns, I already know what I need to do for both. <laughs> yeah, you need to heal and burn stress. Yep, you guessed it. Um. So, Ma- so like I said, what was the thing I was going to say on camera? I didn't explain. Mm-hmm gonna say something oh well anyways we'll get to it we already already covered the vehicle stuff oh did we okay um so yeah uh i guess like i was saying uh i was uh, i remember what i was saying anyways so yeah go ahead and uh yeah, go ahead and do your your stress burning. Feel free to like bring people when you with you when you burn stress. Like make it a uh, a communal effort. I guess I'll describe. Okay. Uh, probably need to describe Tupelo more so you guys know where you're fucking hanging out, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yes. gonna ask you like what kind of um, risk taking shit is available here on Tupelo. Well, Tupelo is the finest hub of scum and villainy. Hi, I said the name of the game. The uh. Mm-hmm. Th- uh on the bleed, um, it is probably the most densely packed. Feels like a city sort of area, just because there's not a lot of real estate. Uh, things have a tendency to go like build upwards as opposed to outwards, just because you're going to reach the edge of the station eventually. Um, streets are really compacted. Uh, there's lots of vendors. Um, seemingly, everybody's got a hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get into shit, you can pretty much find the shit that you want to get into here. Uh, right. So. Is there any, like, um, fighty sports? Pro- probably. Like, um, I don't know, shit, gladiator type, type shit going on. Um, there's no gladiators. Well, you know, uh, I, you know what I mean. Like, some, like, like, um, fighting this ring. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of fight night thing yeah. going on somewhere. Yeah. Let's do that shit. Uh, <laughs> sure. Like a cage match or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Practically unprecedented. Yeah, it's probably like an, uh, like an amateur MMA night. Uh, right. That you can sign up for. So okay. you get into the fucking uh, octagon. C- Carrie, would you come along? Yes, like, yes, I will, and I my, bring my med kit. My manager, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Technically, it's a... It's a I'm Richard. here your medic. Yeah, corner person, cut man, like... Richard always the... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris Cyborg, let's flashbacks. see what you got. Jesus. Okay, um, what's the open carry like here? <laughs> There's no laws on Tupelo? Good. It's a it's a it's it's literally like a hidden in an electromagnetic cloud, so the cops can't find them station. Good. Then Carrie grabs their med kit and straps on their pistol and goes with Molly. Yeah, it's not even weird. <laughs> so, yeah. So so you go to, uh, like a, like I guess a, you go to like a bar 
that's in a mall that is slowly dying. Mm-hmm. Um, the they have set up a cage in the middle of the floor of the bar that's probably moved into like a goodies that's been repurposed. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and the like you you go in. You sign up for amateur fight night, basically. Eventually, mm-hmm. they like set a bracket and they put you, uh, they put you in the cage. Let's go ahead and do the roll, and then we'll figure out who you're fighting. <laughs> okay. Hi, buddy. I'm gonna click oh. indulge vice. He's a good boy. Did you have fun at the place? Do 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 do. I don't get any bonus dice. No. You stink. Ooh, I'd have to take the lowest result. Six and a one. Fuck me. Six and a one. (laughs) Wow. You used up your four and three. How do I? Oh, whoops. Okay, so I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven now. I'm gonna Molly, have to who do this currently again, has guys. yeah eight stress, so that reduced it by one. Uh, so I think you get in there with just some big motherfucker. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like Molly, who is probably not the like Molly's not by any stretch of the imagination like out of shape or anything, but it's not uh, built. I would say mm-hmm. she's got like a runner's body. She's just the parkour and all that jazz, right? Mm-hmm. And so like they're like. Molly, like a little bit of fanfare, and then they're basically like, uh, like some some the, the ring announcer goes to announce the next thing, and then like a small pudgy balding man in a suit pushes the ring announcer out of the way and grabs the mic. Oh my god, <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> my client! Uh, oh my and so god. some big Brock Lesnar ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Just gets in the ring, and Molly's like, oh, shit. Uh, and I think... Oh, wait. Oh, no, never mind. Go ahead. I, like, Go ahead, I'm sorry. I feel like maybe Molly just bails from the fight or something. Like, it just does not work out how she wants it to. Like, oh, okay, well, I forfeit. Molly doesn't, Molly doesn't bail from the fight, Brian. Do you know how big Brock Lesnar is? I'm sure. He doesn't sure. have a neck. He would fight a bear and win. Like a big sure. bear. He would F5 sure. a bear. <laughs> like That's fine. That's fine. He's Molly's, a walking set of shoulders. Molly's not gonna Okay, so here mm-hmm. here's how here's how I think that this should go. Number one, um Molly takes um Carrie aside before before this gets going and she's like, Listen, Doc. You're going to want to pull me out of there, but you need to just let me do my thing, okay? Oh, my God. Somewhere Sashmir sighs. Gary <laughs> <laughs> shrug- shrugs. Okay. Okay. Like <laughs> Gary's like, I didn't have any intention of ever pulling you out of there, but, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> maybe don't let me die, but also, like, just go with it. Okay. Okay. Have fun. Okay. So like here here's what here's what I think goes on okay. is that Molly's doing a lot of climbing around on the cage and since it's kind of an unequal match like it doesn't come to to an actual fight as much as she would like you know it's the most boring MMA match when nothing it, it, happens it, it, it really is like he he's basically rooted to the ground and she is a gibbon. So 
Um, <laughs> you, the, the cage in MMA is not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so like it, it literally is fucking boring. And eventually it just comes down to it. She, she gets her ass handed to her. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but Carrie starts booing, <laughs> but it's, it, Carrie's it booing. <laughs> Carrie's on the side, just like boo. Get in there. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Okay, well that uh that went poorly. Wah wah. <laughs> um the sick. Good. All right, so you're down to seven stress. You didn't have any harm God. though, right? I have one harm. <laughs> one harm passed out. So either I stick with seven stress or... We should probably change that passed out to like something, like some kind of past tense. So like something like woozy or something like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I either have to just deal with having this this harm. You can deal or... with having a lot of stress for a long time. I can tell you that. The, oh, uh... Thanks. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, we'll come back around. We'll, we'll figure out what, what, what I think about what you want to do with Molly. 